0: Welcome to the Joel Osteen Podcast. Help us continue to share the message of hope with those all over the world. Visit joelosteen.com slash give hope to give a gift today. Well, God bless you. And thanks for letting us come into your homes. We love you and If you're ever in our area, please stop by and be a part of one of our services. These are the finest people in all of Houston, Texas, right here at Lakewood. And I'll promise you, we will make you feel right at home. I like to start with something funny. And one day, Jesus and Satan were having a contest to see who was better with computers. After six hours of making spreadsheets and designing web pages, a thunderstorm knocked the power out. When they rebooted their computers, Satan started screaming, it's all lost. All my material is gone. While Jesus quietly walked over and printed his out, turned it in. Satan complained, it's not fair. He must have cheated. How come he didn't lose his material? God smiled and said, Jesus saves. (laughs) Say it like you mean it. This is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I have what it says I have. I can do what it says I can do. Today, I will be taught the Word of God. I boldly confess my mind is alert. My heart is receptive. I will never be the same. In Jesus' name, God bless you. I want to talk to you today about it's a setup. Everything in your life has been carefully orchestrated. God is strategic. Before you were born, he laid out a specific plan for you. Nothing randomly happens not just the good breaks the promotions the times you've seen favor But even the closed doors the disappointments the betrayals. That's all a part of God's plan It may not make sense It wasn't fair But God wouldn't have allowed it if it wasn't going to work for your good And if you don't understand that nothing randomly happens then you'll be frustrated when things don't go your way, upset because somebody did you wrong, bitter because a person walked away, when in reality, it was ordained by God to move you into your destiny. You are not at the mercy of luck, of fate, of other people. The God who causes the earth to rotate down to the exact millisecond has ordered your steps. Do you think another person can stop what God has ordered for you? Do you think a bad break, a closed door, a jealous coworker can change what God has spoken over your life? The people coming against you, the negative circumstances, they are pawns in the hands of God. The enemy thinks he's using them to hold you back. The truth is God is using them to push you forward. In the scripture, Joseph's brothers threw him into a pit. They thought they were stopping his destiny, but God used them to push Joseph into his destiny. God ordained them to betray Joseph. It was a part of the plan that God laid out for his life. Without that betrayal, without Potiphar's wife falsely accusing Joseph, without him spending time unfairly in prison, Joseph would have never fulfilled his destiny. It wasn't random, it wasn't bad luck, it was strategic. Are you fighting what God has ordained? Frustrated because a door closed or bitter because somebody walked away? Without that, you couldn't fulfill your purpose. The enemy didn't come in and somehow take the steering wheel and now he's in control. He superseded God's plan. He overpowered the creator He doesn't have that kind of authority. The God who breathed life into you, the God who has numbered your days, the God who is for you and not against you is in complete control. You may not understand what happened. It may not have been fair. But if you'll stay in faith, one day you'll see like Joseph, it wasn't random, it was intentional. It was a setup. God used it to push you forward but when we isolate a negative experience and look at it on its own, it may not make sense. If you have a large puzzle, sometimes you'll find a piece that doesn't look like it fits. You're sure the manufacturer has made a mistake. It's an odd shape, a strange color, but when the other pieces come together, there will be a perfect fit. The colors will match, the edges will line up. Without that piece, the puzzle wouldn't be complete. Now, you may have a piece to your puzzle today that doesn't make sense. You could think, God didn't ordain this. I lost my main client. A relationship didn't work out. My child got off course. This doesn't fit. You may not see it now, but God is not through working. You don't know what he's up to. You're looking at one piece. Like Joseph, you're looking at the betrayal what you can't see is the throne is coming. Instead of fighting it, being bitter, turn it around. God, my life is in your hands. I know your plans for me are for good. I may not understand everything, but God, I trust you. I believe you'll get me to where I'm supposed to be. The scripture says God has ordered your steps. Doesn't say he has suggested them. Maybe this will happen. Maybe that will happen. Your steps have been ordered. But here's what I've learned. When God ordered my steps, he didn't check with me. He didn't ask for my opinion. If he would have, I would have told him, I don't want to go through that disappointment. I don't want those people to talk about me. I don't want that company to file a lawsuit to try to keep us from moving into the compact center. I would have said no to all the difficulties Because I couldn't see where they were taking me You can't reach your destiny without opposition Without betrayal, without criticism, without things you don't understand When my father went to be with the Lord, I didn't see anything good about that I lost one of my best friends, somebody I admired and looked up to I wanted him to live another 20 years But it was that loss that pushed me into what I'm doing today on the other side of the difficulty is a new level of your destiny. If you'll keep the right attitude, all things will work for your good. Not some things, not just the good breaks, the promotion, but even the loss, the disappointment. The person that walked away, it wasn't random, it was ordained by God. John chapter 11, Lazarus was very sick. His two sisters, Mary and Martha, sent word to their friend jesus to come to their house and pray for him jesus was in another city he waited four days and lazarus died there were all these people gathered at the house to pay their respects and comfort the family then jesus showed up he raised lazarus from the dead most of the people there were excited and they believed in jesus but some of them were cynical they couldn't deny his power, but they weren't for him. And they rushed back to tell the Pharisees, the religious leaders, what happened. And the main priest called the council together, said, if we let Jesus continue, the whole nation will believe in him. Verse 53 says, from that time on, the religious leaders began to plot Jesus' death. Lazarus being raised was a strategic part in the plan of God. It set into motion all these other events that eventually led to Jesus being crucified. That's why Jesus waited on purpose for Lazarus to die. He could have gone there sooner and healed him, or he could have spoken healing from another city like he'd done and healed other people. But he waited for Lazarus to die so all these people would be gathered. It would create such a commotion, a man being raised from the dead, that the critics would go back and get the council all stirred up. What am I saying? What may look like a crisis to us can still be the plan of God. Mary and Martha were upset, weeping. They couldn't see it at the time. That crisis was ordained by God. Jesus being delayed wasn't an accident him not coming when they asked was divinely orchestrated Nothing randomly happens Even the crisis the bad breaks the things that don't make sense. We can't see it, but God is still on the throne Thoughts will tell you it's never gonna work out. There's no purpose to this. You just have bad luck Don't believe those lies. God is up to something God is strategic. Things are in motion right now that you can't see. Behind the scenes, God's moving the wrong people out of the way, lining up the right people, arranging things in your favor. It's in the process of coming together. We may not understand it all, but I can assure you, nothing is random. The delay was on purpose. The betrayal was ordained by God. The person that turned on you wasn't supposed to be for you. It may seem like it's out of control, but God is still in complete control. The plan he's laid out for your life is right on track. Now keep doing the right thing when you don't understand. Stay in faith when people betray you. Do the right thing when the wrong thing is happening. Your time is coming. What God ordained will come to pass. No person can stop him. No bad break, no crisis, no people. All the forces of darkness cannot stop what God has purposed for your life. Now you have to be so convinced that God is for you that you don't fall apart when life is against you. You don't get bitter because things didn't work out your way. You don't give up on a dream because you had a setback. You know it's a setup that God has the final say that he didn't bring you this far to leave you, that him being for you is more than the world being against you. The high priest wanted to get rid of Jesus. He started coming up with all these plans and all these schemes. and He needed somebody that would betray him, he needed people that would falsely accuse him. What's interesting is God didn't stop their plans, but he used their plans to fulfill the purpose of Christ. God is all-knowing. He has an advantage. He knew everything the enemy would try to do in your life. He's already taken that into consideration when he laid out your plan. Now, he may not stop every plot of the enemy against you. He won't stop every bad break, every betrayal, but he will use that to move you into your destiny. He didn't stop Joseph's brothers from throwing him into the pit. He didn't stop them from selling him as a slave, but God took that into account when he laid out Joseph's purpose. I can imagine God thinking, okay, they want to sell him. They want to make him a slave. That's fine. I'll turn it to his advantage. I'll design Joseph's plan so that Potiphar, his boss, will like him. I'll give Joseph the ability to interpret dreams, and then I'll give the Pharaoh a dream that only Joseph can interpret. God has designed your plan knowing every plot against you. He knows every bad break that will happen, every closed door, every disappointment. And the good news is God's strategic plan will override every plan that was meant to stop you. That's why Isaiah said, no weapon formed against you will prosper. Doesn't say they won't form. Judas will show up, people will betray you, injustice will come, but they won't prosper. Why? God has taken into account their jealousy, their malice, their hatred, what they meant for harm, God has already designed a plan to use it for your good. You don't have to live discouraged when negative things come against you, trying to pay people back, frustrated, Because of a disappointment stay in peace God has it all figured out He wouldn't have allowed it if it was going to stop you If joseph's brothers throwing him into a pit was going to stop joseph's destiny God wouldn't have let the brothers do it. God held back the red sea. He could have held the brothers back God allowed it because it was a part of joseph's destiny Quit fighting what god has allowed Without that happening, you couldn't fulfill your purpose. It's a setup. You may not like it. It may be uncomfortable. But if you'll stay in faith, one day you're going to see what God was up to. Judas went in and told the religious leaders that he would betray Jesus. They were so excited. This was the big break they were looking for. They didn't realize Judas was a pawn in the hand of God. Wasn't his idea. God was using him to move Jesus into his purpose. We give our enemies too much credit. They can only do what God allows them to do. Judas couldn't stop Jesus. His betrayal, his disloyalty couldn't keep the plan of God from unfolding. When people come against you, don't get bent out of shape. They can't stop you. They think they're hindering you. But like Judas, God is going to use them to move you further into your destiny. But sometimes we make mistakes. We bring the trouble on ourselves. We get off course and do things we know that we shouldn't do. But the beauty of our God is he not only designed your plan knowing what the enemy would try to do against you, but he designed your plan knowing the mistakes you would make. God has taken into account the times we would fail, the times we'd compromise, give in to temptation. He's so merciful, he's already designed a plan to restore us and get us back on course. God told Jonah to go to the city of Nineveh and tell the people to repent. Jonah didn't wanna go there. He got on a boat going the other way. He went exactly opposite of what God told him to do. You would think he's done. Too bad, he stepped out of God's plan. But on the boat, a huge storm arose. They were all about to die. Jonah admitted to the crew that he was the problem, that he was running from God. That's why they were having trouble. The crew was so loving. They said, Jonah, thank you for being so honest. Then they threw him overboard. (laughs) This should have been the end of Jonah's story out in the middle of the ocean in a huge storm. But it just so happened a big fish was swimming by at the right place, at the right time, feeling hungry, and it swallowed Jonah up. He spent three days in the belly of the fish. On the third day, the fish came up from the bottom of the ocean and spit Jonah out on dry ground. Hundreds of years later, Jesus would say, As Jonah was in the belly of the fish for three days, so shall the Son of Man be in the heart of the earth for three days. (laughs) Jonah was a picture of Jesus. God knew that he would get off course. He had already planned how that would foreshadow what Christ would do. What am I saying? Nothing randomly happens. Your mistakes have been taken into account in God's plan for your life. And I don't say that so you can live loose. Good, I'm gonna do whatever I wanna do. Joel said, God's got me covered. No mistakes, they cause heartache, they cause pain. Three days in the belly of the fish. That sounds exciting now, but that was not a cruise liner. It was dark, dirty, smelly, seaweed all over his head. When the fish spit Jonah out, the first thing God told him was go to Nineveh and do what I ask you to do. God didn't change his mind, but he gave him another chance. When we make mistakes, when we fail, the accuser keeps whispering, you're done. God is finished with you. You had your chance. You'll never accomplish your dreams. No, get back up, Jonah. Your mistake is not a surprise to God. He's already designed your comeback. He's already laid out your new beginning. Why don't you get back in the game? Get your fire back. Get your passion back. Start dreaming again. Start believing again. That mistake didn't cancel your destiny. God still has a purpose for you to fulfill. When God told Abraham that he and his wife, Sarah, were going to have a baby in their old age, years went by and nothing happened. So Abraham decided to help God out and he slept with Sarah's maid. They had a son a boy they named Ishmael. They were so excited, they finally had their baby. God said, that is not the promised child. That's the arm of the flesh. That's something you made happen. Ishmael, in one sense, was considered a mistake. He was the child that Abraham had out of wedlock. Now, Abraham is the father of our faith. You would think he would know better. Surely this wouldn't be in the plan of God. Four generations later, when Joseph's brothers threw him into a pit, they were going to leave him there to die, but they looked up and saw a caravan of Ishmaelites coming. They decided instead to sell Joseph to them. The Ishmaelites were descendants of Ishmael. What once was considered a mistake was actually a part of God's plan to save Joseph's life. Only God, in his amazing wisdom can take what was a mistake in one generation and use it to be a blessing in another generation. Nothing randomly happens. Even your mistakes are a setup. Why don't you quit beating yourself up for past failures? Quit living in regrets. Nothing you've done is too much for the mercy of God. Let that go, start moving forward into the new things God has in store. A few years ago, Victoria lost her ring. It was a diamond band that her mother had given her, been in their family for several generations. Sometimes when we'd go on a trip, Victoria would hide it in the house. So for months, we searched everywhere. Every drawer, every cabinet, every pocket, that ring was nowhere to be found. About three years later, we were driving home late one night from out of town. It was after midnight, and I was tired and ready to get home. Victoria said, Joel, you better slow down. You're going to get a ticket. I was going about 75, and the speed limit was 65, maybe 55, but <laughs> there was nobody on the highway. <laughs> Wide open, way out in the country. All of a sudden, in my rearview mirror, I saw those flashing red lights. The officer came up to my window, and I handed him my driver's license. And He said, I'll need your insurance card as well. Victoria opened the glove compartment and started looking. She found every document except our insurance. She ended up pulling everything out of the glove compartment, digging around in the back, maneuvering her hand here and there. It's dark, you couldn't see anything. Plus having the officer standing right there was nerve wracking. At one point, Victoria digging way back there found something hard down in the crack. She kept digging and digging, pulled it out. It was the ring she had been looking for for three and a half years. She was so excited, so happy. She over there rejoicing. Here, I was about to go to jail. She ended up finding the insurance card right on the top. It was like God caused her to overlook it. I handed it to the officer. He said, are you that minister? I said, I am. He said if i come to your church will you save me a seat i said i'll save you a whole section (laughs) he handed it back said have a great night sometimes what we think is a setback is really god setting us up to do something amazing even mistakes we make god knows how to turn them and use them for our good a few days before jesus was crucified He was in the garden of Gethsemane late one night praying. He was so overwhelmed with the weight of what he was about to do and under so much pressure that he sweat great drops of blood. He said, Father, if you're willing, take this cup from me, but not my will, let your will be done. We celebrate what Christ did on the cross. That's the foundation of our faith. But the real battle took place in the garden. This is where he made the decision that even though it's not fair, even though Judas is about to betray me, even though these people have mocked and ridiculed me, Father, I trust you. I know it's all a part of your plan. We all have these times when life isn't fair. Somebody's come against you. You're fighting an illness. Business has slowed down. This is where you have to do like him and say, God, I don't understand it, but I trust you. I know you're in control. You wouldn't have allowed it if it wasn't going to work for my good. Don't get discouraged when life doesn't make sense. God is up to something. They crucified Jesus, put him in the grave. They thought he was done, but you know the story. On the third day, Jesus came out, said, I am alive forevermore. God has the final say. What looks like a setback is really setting you up for the next level of your destiny. Jesus told his disciples, take up your cross and follow me. Sometimes we hear that and think, that's gonna be a heavy burden. People told me growing up, Joel, it's a hard thing to carry your cross. One day my father had a dream. He was going through a difficult time in life. In this dream, he looked over and saw a large cross on the ground. It was made out of railroad ties about 15 feet long. It looked like it weighed hundreds of pounds. He knew that was his cross to carry, but he didn't know how he could do it. It seemed overwhelming. He walked over to pick it up, but it wasn't what he thought. When he lifted it, it was like styrofoam. Hardly weighed anything. He was so amazed, he could easily put it on his shoulder and start walking. A few steps later, the cross started lifting him up. Instead of him carrying the cross, the cross was carrying him. When you take up your cross, it doesn't mean you're not going to have difficulties. People won't betray you. You'll never make mistakes. Life will happen, but the beauty is when you should be overwhelmed, the cross will start carrying you. God will give you joy and peace and strength that will lift you, help you make it through things that should have stopped you. We can all look back and see times where if it wasn't for the goodness of God, we wouldn't have made it. What is that? The cross carrying you. It looked like it was going to be heavy, but it was a setup. His yoke is easy. His burden is light. Why don't you come back to that place of peace? Nothing in your life has randomly happened. God has ordered your steps. You may not understand it, but your life is divinely orchestrated what God has purposed for you will come to pass. Now, I believe and declare every force that's trying to stop you is being broken. God is about to turn things in your favor. It looks like a setback, but it's setting you up for new levels, for promotion, for healing, for breakthroughs, for the fullness of your destiny in Jesus' name. And if you receive it, can you say amen today? I'd like to give you an opportunity to make Jesus the Lord of your life. Would you pray with me? Just say, Lord Jesus, I repent of my sins. Come into my heart. I make you my Lord and Savior. If you prayed that simple prayer, we believe you got born again. Get in a good Bible-based church. Keep God first place. Victoria and I will be right back to speak a blessing over you. As a thank you for your support of our ministry this month, Joel and Victoria would like to send you a copy of Joel's new series, You Are Healed. This audio and video resource will challenge you to experience wholeness in your emotional, relational, spiritual, and physical health. Also included is the testimony of Joel's mother, Dodie. Read about her devastating cancer diagnosis in 1981 to her miraculous healing in Dodie Osteen's book, healed of cancer i was 48 years old when i was diagnosed with terminal cancer and given a few weeks to live today i'm 84 years old and healthy and strong i didn't see a way but god had a way god did it for my mother i know he can do it for you he's bigger than anything you're facing when you believe all things are possible request this resource it will encourage you to believe for the healing and restoration that belongs to you Order your copy of You Are Healed and the book Healed of Cancer today at Joelosteen.com or call 888-567-JOEL. Your support is changing lives. Thanks so much for your prayer and your generosity. Faithful people like you keep the ministry going. Victoria and I pray for you and your family every day. We're believing for God's best for you in 2018. That will take you places that you've never dreamed. Until we meet again next week, know that God has you in the palm of his hand. He's fighting your battles. He has an amazing future in store for you.